Hey everyone, welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast, where our aim is to help you live and love like Jesus. I'm Lauren Hlaud, one of the pastors of Prince of Peace. We're glad that you're here and we hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. Pastor Lauren and I are sitting down here and we're going to be sitting down every week during the season of Advent. In fact, this is even pre-Advent. You're getting a bonus week, one week before we begin. And it's a special week because it's Thanksgiving week, lots of wonderful stuff coming up. And what are you, what are you planning on for Thanksgiving, Lauren? Well, Thanksgiving, uh, now this might upset some of our listeners, some of our people. I am not a fan of the traditional Thanksgiving meal. What? No, I'm not. I don't like turkey at all. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> is that is that why yeah. you just skip ahead to Christmas, Lauren? Well, is that why you just like plow right through? And because rumor has it that your your house is actually already decorated for Christmas. Is this well, true? The rumors can be verified that we might have decorated for Christmas tree and all two days after Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, I, I'm willing to bet the Eilert household doesn't have a tree up yet. I am currently preparing for the Advent season, Lauren, so I am uh, preparing a contemplative corner where I can go and pray and meditate throughout Mm. the season in the dark and simply light one candle and then another. No, my family would not tolerate (laughs) that. (laughs) No. Yeah, but you guys traditionally, you wait a little bit longer during Advent. A a little bit, Uh, but my family has worn me down over the years because they they refer to me as Scrooge, actually. Well, it is interesting because this season, the whole season leading up to Christmas, definitely in our culture and society, it's become sort of like a pre-Christmas season. I mean, it, it pretty much after... After Halloween, I mean, the stores are filled already with Christmas stuff. You mean Thanksgiving's sort of not getting its fair share anymore. Yeah. Safe to say. But what is, back to Thanksgiving, it is this week. I think this episode is going to come out the day after Thanksgiving on Black Friday. But what's your favorite uh, favorite item on your Thanksgiving plate? Yeah, we were talking about that last night at Confirmation, and I had a, a bit of a strange answer. I think the kids thought I was really weird because half of them don't like this part at all. But I said my favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner is the gravy. Okay, I can get with the gravy. Because it pulls together the turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes to create this wonderful mix of aromas and joyful tastes that uh, make me very happy on Thanksgiving, unlike you. I'm happy on Thanksgiving. So you're the Thanksgiving Scrooge, and I'm the 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 Christmas Scrooge. Scrooge. I, I like Thanksgiving, but I just... I. Do not put stuffing anywhere near my plate. That is gross. I don't want turkey. Um, What I have always done as a kid, pretty much all I get on my plate, uh, I will eat sweet potato casserole. That stuff's delicious. That's dessert, Pretty much like dessert. I like taking a dinner roll, taking a bite out off the top, scooping a heap of mashed potatoes on top of the dinner roll, and then rolling the top of that like a cupcake through the corn. (laughs) And then... And then I, I like to eat the roll, the potato, and the corn. Do you, like, one. get those bowl things at, at uh, KFC? Kentucky Fried Chicken? Yes, <laughs> I do. Yeah, not, not for a while. I've been eating healthier, but those Kentucky Fried Chicken bowls uh, were pretty good. 
But, um, well, Thanksgiving, we, we certainly hope that families are able to gather safely and yes. to reconnect with loved ones. And uh, we know it's been a strange time for so many people over the, the holidays. But, you know, this episode is coming out on Black Friday, which sort of is this societal um, kickoff to the frenzied season of December. Ha- have you ever done that? You've ever gone out at midnight on Black Friday and done the shopping thing? I have only done Black Friday shopping once. And I think I was 23 years old. I met up with my mom and we went Black Friday shopping together. I think because I I needed to furnish a studio apartment. And so I, I don't even know what stores I went to, but I bought like really boring things like a silverware set and some cutlery and I went think to, kitchen utensils. I went to Best Buy a few years ago, and we bought a television on Black Friday. Got a, but it was a little scary. I, I'm not going to kid you to walk into Best Buy on on Black Friday. So, I, I yeah. I've not really been anxious to repeat that. But my family, they love to go out. Like they'll go oh out sometimes gosh. midnight, 3 a.m. Uh, to the mall and to come back with some pretty funny stories. But I'm pretty happy sleeping during the time that they're out shopping. You see, I mean, those videos that you see every year on the news, that's what I look forward to most. Usually Friday night of Black Friday. Shoppers, you know, tumble over people to get Tickle Me Elmo and all of that. And it, it really is this um, phenomenon that I think is only increasing in our society of this this just demand of we have to buy the right gift, we have to get it right now, we have to get it on sale. And that whole spirit can really take over. We go from this thankful meal where we're supposed to pause with gratitude for all that we've been given, count our blessings, and then the next day we go out to buy, 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 buy. Um, and, And really we've seen that creep all the way into the month of December. And with all of that in mind, it's sort of it sort of led us uh, back to a practice that we had at Prince of Peace many years ago for this Advent, um, which is the Advent conspiracy. Yeah, it's really exciting to think about doing something different and embracing this tradition that's been around for a while now of thinking about how do we conspire to come together as a community, be more thoughtful in the way that we experience this season and get away from this consumption culture that dominates so much of uh, what we look at in our wider culture. It was interesting, all these shortages we've had this year. I read an interesting article where they said the shortages aren't, some of it's certainly due to these breakages in our supply chain related to COVID and so forth, but it's also this uh, higher demand Mm. for products that that we're simply buying a lot more this year than we were previously. And so that's a big part of why we're having these shortages. And that's certainly just going to become exponentially worse. And people are going to be all the more angry and frustrated that they can't get this thing or that thing in the coming season. So uh, what if we looked at it differently? What if we looked at the season differently? And I think that's what we're trying to say as we go into this Advent conspiracy. Yeah, Advent has always been a season for the church when we we are invited to wait in wonder and expectant hope for Christ to come. And, and Christians now, we when we celebrate Advent, we're going through a season of waiting for the Christ child uh, to be born among us. We, we remember those stories of God's people waiting for a Savior, but we're also waiting for Christ to come again. And so we often hear these stories of, 
of God's people and their expectant hope for a Savior, a Messiah to be born. We also hear uh, stories from Scripture, passages that remind us that Christ is yet to come again. And yet that whole theme of of waiting, slowing down, introspection, um, carving out time to worship and be present has all been but lost in society um, because this is, quite frankly, just one of the most busy seasons that we often have. But for the church, it's not supposed to be that way. And so that's where this year's Advent conspiracy comes in. The, The Advent conspiracy has actually been around for at least a decade now. And it was put together um, by a group of pastors, religious leaders that weren't affiliated with any one denomination or church, but who wanted to to create an offering for churches to be able to orient their people around um, something more meaningful uh, leading up to the birth of Christ when we we celebrate that. And so we're invited throughout uh, the season here at Prince of Peace to do four simple things, and they, they follow with our weekly theme. We want to conspire to do the season differently. Uh, So we want to make intentional space for our people to worship fully. That's the first pillar of the Advent conspiracy. I don't know about you, but certainly for me, and I think um, even for a lot of our people, this season that is supposed to be filled with worshipful experiences, midweek services, which we'll have, weekend worship, we light Advent wreaths around our own tables at home, Often I get through a whole season of added worship, but I don't often feel as though I have worshiped because it's just so busy. Mm-hmm. And so that first theme for us this year is, is to focus us on worshiping fully. How can we actually slow down, carve out time um, to make time to, to be present with God, to hear God's voice, to give God our praise in, in our worship, to offer our own prayers of longing um, before God. And so I think about the um, Kairos moments that we would always talk about in discipleship and the sense that it's when we slow down and we don't just roll over those speed bumps in our lives. We recognize God is breaking into our lives, speaking to us uh, through some living presence here among us through the power of the Spirit. Uh, but when we we don't take time to worship, to pray, it's so easy just to keep, especially in this season when things get so busy, we're just full steam ahead and I've got to do this, that, and I've got my list of 20 things that i got to go buy and the 50 people I've got to see and, and all of those things that, that come into the holiday season. Um, unless we're being very intentional, it's so easy just to fly right over those things and miss the God's real presence among us. And so I think this worship fully really helps us to to slow down and be present for God to be present with us. And we might ask, well, what, what would that look like? You know, I, I think to begin with, worshiping fully this season, we're inviting you to to go worship in your local congregation. And for many of you, that is Prince of Peace. You live here in Cincinnati, but maybe you live somewhere else in the country and you're, you're tuning into the podcast. We want you to actually prioritize weekly worship. Go all four weeks of Advent. Go to worship if you're comfortable and it's offered you know, safely. Worship online. Find a way to, to really prioritize that time communing with God. We also have midweek services. There's also some ways for you to be worshipful as a family or with a friend or even in your own personal devotion. We've created a number of resources that um, we're, we're sharing on our website at poplutherorg advent 
So dig, dig into those resources. Make it a priority in your life. But the second tenet, on the second pillar of the Advent conspiracy, is that we're being challenged this year to spend less. Do you want to say more about that? I'm hoping my wife is paying close attention <laughs> yeah. now that we're going to spend less for this Christmas season. Now, I, clearly that's been uh, an issue for so many families for so many years that uh, we get so wrapped up in um, our spending on, on things. And, and I know how many times we've taken toys that uh, were delivered on Christmas morning and played with for 20 minutes and they sat there for another six months and we realized, okay, they've now outgrown that one yeah. and we're going to get rid of it. And, and um, you know, was that our money well spent? Was it wisely invested? And, um, and we think about our priorities for all of our spending. What does that, what does that look like? And that's going to lead into to future weeks as well. But um, to begin with that intentionality of saying we're going to spend less because we don't want this season to all be about our spending and, and, and consuming more and more things. Yeah. I mean, it's that whole idea that Christmas is not your birthday. You know, it's, it's Christ's birthday. And yet there's something beautiful and sacred and holy about giving a gift to somebody we love. We're not telling you to not give a meaningful gift. We're not even telling you to not buy gifts. But, but what we are challenging our community to do is to, as Jonathan said, spend less on what doesn't really matter. This season for my own family, you know, we just, um, uh, on Thanksgiving uh, Day, our, our son Luke will turn one year old, um, his first birthday on Thanksgiving, and then soon in December is Noah's birthday and then Christmas. So all these presents come into our house this time of year. And Becca and I were in the basement the other week looking around at, it looks like a used toy store down there, at all the toys. And we're like, we need to clean some stuff out because we know all this other stuff is coming in. And I'm sure some of those gifts that were bought for our kids or that we bought in previous years are just going to be sent to Goodwill this year um, because we often buy stuff that doesn't really have meaning attached to it. And so um, find a way to spend less. Maybe for you and your, your family, you... You look at the average amount that you've spent in previous years and you decide to, to cut that by 25% or cut that by 50%. Or maybe you decide just to, to, to spend on one gift and make it meaningful. Um, well, that all really leads into the, the third piece as right. well um, in giving more. And we're talking about not simply, and we'll talk more about giving to special projects a little bit later in the fourth one. But for this third one, it's really about the third week. It's really about how we, as you said, some of those things weren't really meaningful, some of those gifts we've given. What's a meaningful gift that we right. can give? One of the things we've talked about doing is trying to do more experiential things. You know, yeah. what are the experiences that we can give to our family that we're going to spend together? And it might yeah. cost a bit of money, and that's part of the, the gift part of it. Um, but things that we would enjoy doing together that we were going to share those memories later um, that's not simply going to be a, a toy that's tossed to the side. This is one where I've really felt convicted of lately because, you know, we've got three young kids at home and life is crazy. You know, this is the first year that Brianna, our daughter, has lots of sports activities and and Becca's coaching swimming, and I'm busy at the church, and we're kind of always coming and going like a lot of people in our congregation are. We're passing ships in the night, so to speak. And I think it was a Saturday a few weeks ago, and I had something in the morning, Becca had something in the afternoon, and then I had something um, in the evening, and we were kind of back and forth. And 
Brianna was getting a little <laughs> worked up and a little emotional in, in the middle of the day. And um, I said, what's going on, honey? And she said, when one of you comes home, I don't want the other one to leave. And I thought, wow, like underneath all of her eight-year-old emotions was actually, um, she was able to finally articulate what was making her feel so unsettled. And so a meaningful gift for my family this year is going to be mom, dad, and the three kids are going to create meaningful time together for nice. more than a couple hours. Yeah. Because our kids need it. Right. That's what we mean when we say give more. Yeah. 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 But the fourth and final week um, of the conspiracy is that we're called to love all, to <laughs> pour out some of that money maybe that we saved that we didn't spend on meaningless things. How can we be a blessing to others? We can certainly do that through all the Advent mission projects that we have lined up. Yeah, it's a pretty exciting lineup of things and places and, and groups of people that, that mean a lot to us as a congregation over a lot of years. And so I think there's some great opportunities to invest in uh, some of our partners in ministry and folks in our community that, that could use some assistance during this time of year and really around the globe, um, not just people here in, in our local community, but but brothers and sisters around the world. And, and what does that look like to, to love fully? Because when we, we really kind of take that global perspective, yeah. I think that's where we got a, a greater sense of what it means to live and love like Jesus. Yeah, and what a better way to really prepare our own hearts for that hearing the story once again of Christ born among us who came to love all. For us to intentionally practice loving all through, through real tangible ways. So this is what the Advent Conspiracy looks like, the season at Prince of Peace. We're invited to worship fully, spend less, give more, so that we can love all. Now, because I'm a little bit energized by this conversation, all of that is to say that uh, these four weeks at Prince of Peace through Advent are going, excuse me, going to lead us right to Christmas Eve for a wonderful Christmas Eve celebration where we're going to really kind of kick off and announce our theme for the year 2022, which is to choose love, choose peace. And so look for more of that to come in the future. But what we hope is that you continue to tune in uh, to the podcast here every week. We'll be dropping our weekly sermons here, as well as more conversations like this uh, between Pastor Jonathan and myself. So for now, we invite you um, to maybe not go out on Black Friday shopping, or if you are, to be careful out there, be safe, be kind, be courteous, and I guess we'll see you this weekend in worship. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. All right. We'll talk have, to you next week. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in to the Prince of Peace podcast. I hope that today's message has brought comfort and inspiration to your life. Have a great rest of the week.